Welcome to Let Freedom Speak podcast. I'm your host, Austin Wright. And I'm your co-host, Adam Glenn, where we bring God first, attempt to awaken the woken, and help bring despotism to an end. We will be bringing together patriots and alike to end the tyranny our forefathers once fought so hard to escape. So let it be known, we are Let Freedom Speak podcast. And it's time for we, the people, to speak. Now, sit down, get ready for fact-based terms, history, and mind-blowing education, including news and interviews with we the people, well-known and unknown by some. Come learn with us as we the people of the United States help educate the uneducated and come to the terms of letting freedom speak. Welcome back, patriots and fellow Americans. We are back for episode three of Let Freedom Speak podcast. We have a very special guest with us today. I'm honored to have him. His name is Malcolm McNuff. Did I say that correctly? Uh, close enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're going to introduce him today, but please remember to like and subscribe and ring that Liberty Bell. So you help know, us out with the podcast. Yeah, so you know every time we drop one, it will automatically notify you. Well, you guys know that. And we have some pretty exciting news as well. We have a new Patreon in our merchandise store up now. So we will add those links to the bottom of this podcast on YouTube, Rumble. It's everywhere. Instagram, Facebook. You can find us on all different platforms all over. Just hit our link tree and that will be provided as well for you. Um, so we have Malcolm here, and uh, thank you so much for coming on, My Malcolm. I pleasure. really appreciate you coming on. Um, it's our You're our first premier guest. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yes. I just hope you can understand the Australian. Yeah, as you can tell, he's <laughs> no, from Australia. Everyone understands you. <laughs> they don't, then I don't know what's wrong with them. So, Malcolm, you're a constitutional speaker. Yes. And you love the Constitution. Yes, I do. And what else do you love? I, I just love the, the idea of America, the American experiment. America is a beacon of hope and light for the rest of the world to look to. And I think that, that beacon has slowly but surely faded over the last, I'm going to say going back to 1947, when the US Supreme Court f uh, falsified the uh, founding fathers, when they said they always intended there be a separation of church and state, and that couldn't be further from the truth. Amen to that. Yeah. And you were also a uh, the 45th president of the United States campaign advisor for California, correct? Yeah, well, I was actually the political director and the field operations director. I traveled the oh, country right. with the Trump campaign. And uh, when I got to California, uh, I actually came here on a, a, a kind of a promise. Uh, if God got me to California and back for less than 380 bucks, uh, then I'd go to California and help out. Um, he gave me... 20 bucks because he got, got the flight, return flight, uh, $360. And I flew to um, uh, San Diego and then was um, the, the um, uh, campaign, the rally director for Anaheim, then Sacramento, then uh, San Diego, and then went up to Reading and did a little bit up there before being appointed as a political director. Yeah, so you've had a lot of... A lot of God's blessings yes, helping you out, yes, and, and you've had a tremendous journey. That, that's, that's amazing. 
And uh, what part of Australia are you from? I'm actually from Adelaide, um, beautiful city on the south coast of, uh, of Australia. Uh, but I've, I spent uh, 25 years in the military, uh, retiring as a colonel. Um, and uh, so I've travelled not only all of Australia, but uh, a lot of the world as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming My pleasure. on, Malcolm. My pleasure. Uh, before we get more into the, some more of your background, uh, we always like to start off with prayer. Absolutely. And uh, since you are our first guest, would you like to lead us into prayer? Uh, absolutely. absolutely. All right. Thank you. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord, we just uh, thank you and praise you. We know that you're in control of everything, Lord, that uh, you have your hand on uh, this recent election you know the ex exact outcome and where it's going from here. Lord, we ask you to bless this show tonight. We ask you to give us discernment, give us the words to speak uh, so that uh, the people that come to hear about this will not only hear about you, Lord, but will hear about the, the um, information that we have to give to them. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Okay, so we're going to add something new to this show um, because I really feel like God needs to come back to this country. Absolutely. We were founded with Christian beliefs. The, f the founding fathers were not Davis, and we will get into that segment later on. That's a whole other topic. But um, I'm going to read a scripture because, you know, whether you're a Christian or not, a believer, an atheist, just please stay around. Uh, you're still welcome to listen. Um, just don't go anywhere. But... God and Jesus Christ needs to come back to this country. Amen to that. So, I'm going to go into Isaiah 10, 14. Because I think this is uh, a little bit about tyranny and everything that's going on with the government right now during these midterm elections. So, I'll be reading from Isaiah chapter 10, scriptures 1 through 4. This is the New King James Version of the Bible. Woe upon tyrants. Woe unto them that decree unrighteous decrees and what right grievance which they have prescribed to turn aside the needy from judgment and to take away the right from the poor of my people that widows may be their prey and that they may rob the fatherless. And what will ye do in the day of visitation and in the desolation which shall come from far? To whom will ye flee for help and where will ye leave for glory? Without me they shall bow down under the prisoners and they shall fall under the slain for all this his anger is not turned away but his hand is stretched out still. Amen. Amen. And while I was reading that last night, I, you know, I had a very late night, as, as did you, Malcolm. Like you told me, I was up till 3 o'clock um, just trying to find the right scriptures for the right times, and God always works that way. He always comes into our lives and points us in the right directions, the right people, mm -hmm. and always brings the truth to us. So... A little understanding to that scripture, um, what I understood was it contains denunciations of punishment first on the governors of the Jewish nation and then upon the Assyrians. A woe is denounced on the makers and imposers of bad laws, whereby the poor and the needy, the widows and the fatherless were deprived of their right. So which woe? or punishment is explained to be a desolation of their country by the Assyrians. 
that should come afar off, in which they cannot escape, under whom they would bow and fall, and yet there should not be an end of their punishment. So they were going through a lot of tyranny. It's what we're going through now. We are, our leaders are failing us, our so-called leaders, and it's going back to the Bible. All of this ends up going back to the Bible and spiritual warfare towards us. And it's troublesome times, but God always wins, and that's the end. And we're watching the leaders. We, the people, are watching the leaders. And if you crumble, we are watching. It's interesting that you've quoted that verse because it's, it's really important to understand that the Founding Fathers, right from the, the get-go, understood that without God at the, the helm of this new experiment, it was going to fail. And so much so were they aware of that, that in, on the 17th day of September 1787, they signed the, the Constitution um, thus. We, the undersigners, signed this Constitution on the 17th day of September 1787 in the year of our Lord. And... They deliberately put in the year of our Lord to give the Lord coverage over this fledgling uh, nation. Because in Europe at the time, they were talking about BC and BCE, uh, and their founding founding fathers could have done exactly the same thing, but they chose not to. They chose to put the Lord front and centre at the beginning of this fledgling uh, nation. So, and that's why we're where we're at at the moment, because we've taken God out of everything, out of our families, out of our churches, out of our colleges and schools, out of our every level of government, out of our businesses. It's time to get God back at the centre. Well, that's the only way you can create a communistic society. Yes. They, they have to get rid of God. You're right. And that, Democrats took God out of their platform. Simple as that. Yep. Yeah, and uh, I, I, don't, I, I, I don't know if... That was a good idea. I'm playing devil's advocate here, but if I was a Democrat, would I want to remove God from everything, even though maybe I'm an atheist? But I'm sure there's Democrats that do believe in God, maybe a lot, like maybe millions of them. Are they just saying, well, the hell with those voters. We don't need them. Uh, We're just going to steal all the elections because we're godless and uh, we can do whatever we want now. Well, just like in our last podcast, uh, you know, I want to remind people of in, in 1930, in the 1930s when Woodrow Wilson was president, president, he, uh, he started that basically started the progressive movement. And he even stated he wants to take God out of the country and then it led to post-1965 liberalism where they basically said sex will cure everything god has been out for a long time our parents your generation my generation our parents generation god's been going away and we need to yeah. bring him back. My generation, I think, is to blame for, for, for the beginning of the end because it was the baby boomers that uh, did not push back when uh, the SCOTUS ruled on the separation of church and state. They didn't push back when, um, uh, uh, what's his name, um, Lyndon Johnson and the, 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 the amendment to, the, to uh, the Johnson Amendment where they gave the pastors 
501c3 status. Um, and in, they didn't push back in 62 when, when the, um, the separation of church and state came to play again with religious, religious instruction and uh, prayer being taken out of school. And then, of course, God was completely removed in 1973 when we decided that it was okay to kill 63 million babies in the womb. Wow. So, I didn't know that. 63 million babies since 1973 and billions worldwide. And what, Proposition 1 is passing right now as well, <laughs> Proposition right? did uh, one did pass. Yeah. And, and that's, we'll, we'll touch on that in a little bit. But, uh, yeah, you start thinking about everything. It, everything that's going on and the people that are running this country and the cabal, the deep state cabal, that is doing this, that is punishing we the people for their own agendas, we're not going to take it anymore. Amen because, like I said, God wins. And remember that. Just like the Twisted Sister song. We're not going to take it anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, Malcolm, uh, we sort of got into a little bit of your background. Um, uh, you are also uh, with New California. Yes. Um, you're the chair of rural Los Angeles. Yes. And uh, that's that's actually how we met. Yes, going through there, and we had a had a good discussion. And um, you told me how you got in. I want to get this out of the way because we already spoke how you worked for the forty fifth president, forty sixth president too. <laughs> and uh, but you told me that you got into a heated debate with him. Yeah, we we were in South Carolina. Well, step back one. Yeah. I went when they uh, announced that they would give free accommodation and free food to people if they come onto the campaign. I joined straight away. So let me just say one thing. For, for Some people might not know what you mean when you're saying numbers, like 45 and 46. Oh, you're right. You, you so are correct. what you were talking about is a meeting you had with Donald J. Trump. Yes. So just making that clear. Yeah. Oh, okay. And um, I was asked to, to go from New Hampshire down to South Carolina. And uh, so I immediately took up the... Uh, the challenge, and I went down there, and I, I took over the office uh, from a young fellow. I let him think he was running it, but he was a little bit uh, um, wet behind the ears. But Donald Trump came into the office, and you know, suddenly the the office goes from from you know, ten people to one hundred and fifty people <laughs> because Donald Trump was coming to the office. And one of the th things that uh, he did, he decided that he was going to allow everybody to have a, a photo with him. And the Secret Service were just beyond themselves because they just wanted to get out of there. And he insisted. And, uh, of course, uh, I got a chance to have a discussion with him. And we talked about um, the South Carolina evangelicals. And he said, how can I win the evangelicals? And um, I've got a great photo of me with my hand up, pointing it out to him. Um, and I said, look, you've got to not only talk the talk, you've got to walk the walk. So if you want the evangelicals to come on board, you've got to show them that you're a genuine um, seeker of Christ. And um, so what I saw from then on was a man that was transformed. He, he became a person that, that um, every moment he had an opportunity, he would invoke Jesus Christ. And he's done that in his presidency as well. You know, when he went to the White House, uh, every opportunity he, he would pray before department head uh, meetings and he would uh, I mean he's the first president that I know of that uh, that uh, had an Easter message from the White House mm -hmm. 
Um, but one of the things we did do, I spoke to the, the chief legal officer who was a friend of mine of the Trump campaign, um, Justin Clark, and I said, Justin, we've got to stop working Sundays if we want to prove that this Trump campaign is on board with Jesus Christ. And and surely enough, about a week and a half later, they stopped working Sunday mornings to allow people to go to uh, church. I didn't work Sunday at all, but uh, but the bottom line is he showed people that he was genuine in his um, desire to follow Christ. And and I believe that he's followed Christ ever since, and I believe he's a born-again Christian. That's great. That's good to hear, and I heard that his wife is also very, very Christian. Yeah. And, um, and has really pushed him and guided him. I mean... I've heard this from a couple of different sources that, uh, you know, he, he he's the real deal. W- would you agree he's the real uh, absolutely deal? Absolutely, he's the real deal. And a lot of people question him because he's rough around the edges. I mean, you, you, you've got to talk, talk about the trailer talk uh, before the election, and all I, d- I could do was cringe and say, don't go there. But, but that's Donald Trump. He's not afraid to speak to the truth of who he has been and uh, what he was. Um, but I, I believe he's the real deal, and uh, I, I believe God's got his hand on uh, on Trump. A lot of people would say to me, why in the hell would God have their hand, uh, his hand on Trump? And I, say, I, I just say to them, you've only got to go to the Old Testament and just think about it. You know, David, uh, Gil, Gil, um, uh, Gideon, uh, Paul, um, Peter. All, Peter, all of the people that denied Christ who just weren't the best people. I mean, David was a, an adulterist and a, a murderer. He murdered, mm-hmm. um, is it Bathsheba's? Yes. Yeah. Um, husband, when he brought him back uh, so that she, he, he could get uh, uh, her pregnant. And he, he, he was an honourable man. And he said, well, all, my other, uh, all the other men are on the front line fighting. I can't sleep with my wife. And so um, David directed the commanders to put him on the front line. And, um, and he was killed. So you know, not the nicest person, but God will make good anybody that he chooses uh, to uh, to use. And, and he's and he's used Donald Trump immensely to open up the eyes of the American people. And God was working with you as well because it's it's our job to plant the seeds. Absolutely, yeah. And and you planned that seed on the president of the United States. The future president. The future president. <laughs> that's, that's great. Yeah, well, I, I have a question I want to ask you before I forget it. <clears throat> I might have an answer. <laughs> okay, so uh, as everybody knows, well, most people know, uh, Joe Biden got more votes than anyone in history in a presidential race. It was something like 81 mil- million votes, and nobody was coming to his rallies, not even his online rallies where you can watch from your computer uh, his staff was covering the front of the stage and they'd never pan out the show. No one's there yet. Donald Trump would have to rent out runways on airports where 35,000 people would show up at one o'clock in the morning to hear what he's got to say in freezing rain. And Biden sets records with votes and I never saw Biden signs anywhere in people's yards. I'm sure there were somewhere, but I didn't see people wearing shirts like this one that said Biden. I never saw it. Where did all this popularity for Biden come? It, it didn't. It didn't. They are false figures. And the, the, the amount of fraud that occurred in 2020 
uh, was beyond anything this country's ever seen. I mean, you've only got to look at the the uh, graphs uh, at 10 o'clock in the morning where uh, Trump was flatlining, or not quite flatlining, just trending upwards. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly, and the, the Democrats were, or Biden were, was down, uh, uh, trending down. And then suddenly, at 10 o'clock in the morning, Yes. Uh, and now, I, when I went to Georgia to uh, monitor the, the Senate elections, um, I, I was telling people there's no way that they can do this again because people are watching and they will, they will be afraid that they'll be caught out. Well, true to, to uh, their word, the, the, the th- thieves of this uh, election, at 10 o'clock at night, they closed everything up and the spike was exactly the same as in 2020 presidential election. Um, there's no way that he got 80 million. There's no way that he got, what, 60, uh, um, 6 million more votes than, than Obama, the most popular president at that time ever um, um, in any election. So it, it, it's all fake. I, I, um, my analysis was that he got, uh, that Trump got California, he got 49 of the 50 states. The only state he didn't get in 2020 was Hawaii. Uh, which is problematic, as we know. <laughs> so even you even think he got this state? I, oh, yeah, I most do. definitely. Yes, yes. Yes. Wow. And with all the work that uh, New California has been doing ca- canvassing, uh, I think we'll be seeing seeing that. Yeah, I, I have no doubt. And and you you'll find that once the, this latest election for uh, midterms is exposed, uh, we'll see see a similar trend. Yeah. Hey, let's. Uh, Let's get into the midterm since we're we're on that topic. <laughs> yes, please. I mean, we've, we've we've heard about the 2020 and, and Joe Biden and Trump, but uh, uh, you know, I I was up very late, and I woke up very early today, and I woke up upset, even though I knew the outcome of everything. Um, hey, the house the house is up. We got the house, the Senate. Um, I believe I was even watching some of Mike Lindell's stuff as well. It, it's the same sort of trend, the 70-30%. Um, same type of things you see in every type of fraudulent election. But uh, but sort of, uh, I guess, Malcolm, what, what kind of um, fraudulent things have you noticed within, uh, man, besides having an election that's, that now they're saying it can last 29 days. What's the Constitution say? One day. day. 29 days? Come on. The, the only trouble with uh, uh, that one day is that, um, I'm, I'm going to get this wrong, I know. It's Article 2, Section 1 of the Constitution. And forgive me, those listeners, if I got that wrong, but it's... You uh, can write in the comments, <laughs> you know, if, if you it, got a correction. So, so um, it's up to the legislature to determine how the elections are run. The only thing that the the um, Constitution provides is for the federal government to set the day, um, but it doesn't, I don't believe, set the number of days it takes to count. Um, but it is um, a requirement to hold the election on the same day. Now, under normal circumstances, when we had paper ballot, the counting was finished on that one day. And uh, we, we're failing dis- desperate, uh, dismally in that regard. So um, the question was, um, what kind of fraud have you seen? Uh, like you've only got to look at the drop boxes and the the, the the amount of cars that are turning up to drop boxes and having their uh, their, their uh, registration plates um, uh, covered up 
why do you cover up your registration plate? Because you don't want to be uh, part of the investigation when they, they call it as fraud. Um, um, what's it called? Uh, harvesting. Ballot harvesting. That's not, not, a, not a legal uh, way of doing business. Um, you've only got to look at um, the closing of the, the um, voting centres to people to, to observe. I mean, that happened in 2018, it happened in 2016 to a lesser degree uh, because they didn't think that uh, Trump had, had enough votes, so they didn't uh, uh, prepare for that. But, you know, when you um, blank out the windows of a, of a, um, a, a um, polling place while you're counting, why would you do that? Because it's supposed to be a, a visual. You're supposed to be able to see what's going on. When you start bringing cases of ballots from underneath the table. That, that's going to happen again this, this time. Uh, we, we know that to be the case. Um, there's no way that um, in the current economic circumstances that, that uh, the um, Democrats could get this close to winning uh, the midterms. Because the, the country is awake and it's aware. Um, and as you said, the, the number of people that are going to rallies, I mean, you look at Trump and the rallies, he's held 32 rallies since... Uh, the presidency was um, completed. Um, you know, that tells me something. And it also tells me uh, when I, I see how hard these Democrats are going after Trump. What are they worried about? Are they be worried about being exposed for the truth of their fraud, their treasonous actions, their sedition? Are they worried about Durham and Durham having the confidence to keep going because Trump's right there beside him? They are worried sick because they know that they're in trouble. You think about who you've seen since um, six months before the midterms. I mean, haven't heard a beep, a peep out of um, Clinton or Obama or Clapper or Brennan or Comey or Strzok or Strawn or Orr. Where are they? Where are they? They're, 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 that's, they're kind of getting their lawyers teed up so that they can protect themselves going forward. And also, when you say Democrats, it's it's always in in the back of my mind. But I, I think of the rhinos as well. No, like absolutely. Uh, like let let's just say, uh, well, of course, Liz Cheney. Mitt and then, but hold on, we got California, Kevin McCarthy. I do not trust that man one bit. And and, and there's others: David Valadeo, Young yes, Kim, yes. Michelle Steele. David Valadeo and Young Kim voted to impeach Trump. Uh, one of the first votes they had. And, and, and Trump got them into power. Um, Michelle Steele abstained. It tells you everything you need to know. Um, so I, I don't trust these rhinos one bit. They are in it for themselves, and that's a problem with our Congress. Our congressmen and women uh, are going to D.C. not to represent the best interests of the people. Notice I said best interests, not the interests, because sometimes the interests of the individual mm. is not quite with the Constitution. But he's the, the congressmen and women are, are required to go to, to D.C. to represent the best interests of the people. And what are they doing? They're going to Congress to represent their party. And that's what, a major problem. And the two-party system was something that uh, Washington and Jefferson and I think John Adams said would be the demise of this great uh, nation, yes. two-party system. Yeah, well, it's not really a two-party system anymore. It's an illusion of a two-party system. Uh, to me, at least that's how it looks. Because And, and from what you learned uh, on our last podcast, do you remember what we call a two-party system? Bipartisanship? Yes. Uh, the old adage, I'm going to D.C. to reach across the aisle. 
no, you're going to DC to represent the best interests of the people and to uphold the constitution. Would you take an oath of office to uphold? Yeah, and none of them, you know, um, like I said in the first podcast, after Trump lost, and I was watching this unfold on my big TV, I'm just, um, by the way, I want to mention that my wife, Sylvia, is in the audience today, and uh, she's my beautiful wife over there, and uh, she hates it that I just Brownie mentioned points it. For you. Yeah. But anyway, she, she saw me. I was just obsessed with watching the news and everything is going on. I'm watching uh, Alex Jones over here. I'm watching Fox here, watching MSNBC over here. I'm going, what's going on? What's going on? How are 35,000 people showing up to his rally and 400 people are coming to an online rally for Biden and he gets a record number of votes? It's impossible. And then Trump doesn't address and he said, well, the gas prices are going to go up to four, five, six, seven dollars a gallon. Food prices are going to double, triple, quadruple. And, you know, Biden's like, finally, we got rid of him. And now everything's going to go back to normal. No, everything he said was absolutely true to a T. And... Oh, we're paying for it. I have to work at a gas station just to make ends meet. I hear, but a lot of people would say, why didn't Trump bring in the military? Because the military had all the, 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 the data on the, the fraud. Why didn't Trump um, work harder to stop this election going forward, being certified? Yeah, I well, had that. The, the reason is that the American people, in my view, weren't ready for that That change for the military to come in because they would see it as a coup d'etat and uh, rather than what it truly is and that's the military um, doing what they're required to do under article 4 section 4 of the constitution plus their oath of office to uphold the constitution against both domestic and foreign uh, interference or terrorism uh, and that had to play its play play out and this election here is the culmination of what I believe Trump has been working behind the scenes to achieve for the last two years, in fact, four years probably. Um, so the, the American people, I believe, are ready for something drastic to happen because they've seen over the last four years a man be crucified, sorry, Jesus, but a man being crucified by, by the media, by uh, commentators, and be vilified, and he's taken it all. We are ready now to expose the truth, I believe, and that's going to happen, I think, in the next uh, uh, couple of months. You know, and wouldn't you say, Malcolm, uh, I think some of this stuff, that the truth that, that will come out, I think 95% of Americans that have no idea about what's going on, the 95% that are, that are out there that don't know, the Woken, yeah. I think they're going to end up in the hospital. Well, I, I think that's part, partly the reason why we've, we've delayed the exposure of um, this over the last um, uh, two years and it kind of delayed any action being taken by the military because that would really disturb the American people because all they think of, when they think of the military, they think of a, a coup d'etat in Myanmar, a coup d'etat in, in Venezuela, um, in Brazil, um, in other third world countries. Um, but that's not what's going to happen. 
It's the military upholding their oath of office in accordance with Article 4, Section 4 of the Constitution. And I would ask your audience to go and have a good read of that. Then read the oath of office. The military are required to do that. And if you go back to um, March 17th, uh, devolution comes to mind. And devolution is uh, something that uh, we could probably talk about at length at another time. But um, uh, the military is not silent on this matter. And uh, I, I personally believe... Um, that the military will come in and take over for a period of time to right the USS America. I agree with you 100% with that, Malcolm. And it is uh, going to be weird, though. It, it has to happen. <laughs> it, it has to happen. And uh, I think some of the little hints that we have, and I know a lot of people that are uh, conspiratorists, because we can't really say conspiracies anymore, because all these conspiracies, how long it takes to become real, about six months all these conspiracies from the past that are coming true now, you could even bring Q into the picture. He's been out of the picture for a long time. Last night he was on RSBN, and uh, saw that. And I, I took a little snapshot of it on my phone, and we'll put that up on the podcast for you. But uh, did he reveal his image? No. <laughs> I no, I've spoken to so many different people that you know they who they think it is and. I don't know who it is. I'm not even going to try and figure it out. I'm not sure if if Q QAnon. There's no such thing as QAnon. Don't don't get fall into the the left leaning media or the fake mainstream media narrative. There is no such thing as QAnon. No, I don't think there is. No, there, there's not. I can tell you, it's Q and anons. Q would drop the the, the information, and the anons, the anonymous investigators out there would seek out the information and seek out the truth but there's no such thing there's no organization called QAnon at all but the fake mainstream media are using it to vilify Q yeah to to make us to make the the Trump Republicans look crazy yeah. they that's all they're doing they're they're putting their despotic ways towards the people to make the people look like they're crazy it's just like the vaccinations when when the uh the doctors from frontline doctors came out have you heard of frontline doctors and i forget the the lady's name but i went to a firefighter for freedom rally in in uh midtown los angeles it was actually um it was last year of yesterday so today is november 9th and and that was the time where I was going through a, a career change because I decided not to take the vaccination. So, I, you know, we were all there, police officers, firefighters, uh, city workers, the doctor from uh, who I just spoke of, the, uh, the, the sorry, I'm having yeah, a brain fart. Frontline, um, frontline doctors. Thank you, Malcolm. Um, she was there speaking in. And when you have all these people coming together that have the same belief and just have the same feeling they get from God, because most of them were Christians and just they knew something was wrong. This this isn't a it wasn't a vaccination. It was a shot. It was a it was a test. That was the big test. And and besides everybody getting segregated from the Trump and Hillary issue, it 
started to turn into the vaccination issue. Oh, you're not vaccinated. Oh, be careful of this. Be careful of that. People, the masks that you wear while you're driving in the car, this is off topic. It's just, I'm getting fired up now. No, 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 go for it. I know what you're going to say. When you're driving in the car with a mask on, when you're by yourself, when you're walking down the road outside with fresh air, and you're by yourself. I don't know, but if, if you would just look at yourself while you're doing it, because the people that, that aren't doing it, there's more of us than you. You look ridiculous, and you're killing yourself, first off. You're building bacterial ammonia. I'm not a doctor, but I'm reading this from doctors. And when you wear a mask, because I worked offshore, we used to have to have monitors, gas monitors. So you cannot go into a confined area with under 21% oxygen. When you wear a mask, we're gonna, we're gonna get one of those dang uh, gas monitors. We're gonna get a mask and we're gonna wear it with the gas monitor on while we're doing a podcast. And I'm gonna show you how much your oxygen deprivation goes down. <coughs> And the mildew that builds up, you're running, you're in your car, you're but take the mask off. You're killing yourself. You're afraid. Stop being afraid from the government. The government is pushing this upon the people to kill the people. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's everything that's going on. And and we've sort of strayed away from the midterms, but but we're looking at the abortions now. They the people that voted yes on this, the reason why you voted yes, you know, everybody has their vote, but I think you were just unaware that California, you were already already able to get an abortion. All this is doing is making it legal for somebody to get an abortion while that baby is in your womb at nine months, up to eight to nine months. People, our morals are gone. God is gone. We need to start standing up. We need to go out for the ones that didn't vote yesterday. And, you know, I had a lot of people that came up to me asking me questions. And, you know, I had the list of, uh, of Republican parties who they should vote for. And I always told, but, you know, this is your vote. Do what you think's right. I, that, that's what we're here for. That's what America is about is being free, doing what we want. Some people call me far-right Republican. Some, I'm not far-right Republican. I wasn't, I'm right in the middle. I try and find sense of everything. I am a, try to be a godly man. But the judgment, they say, you know, all these people, uh, this, oh, do not judge people. And no, no, we have to judge you. I mean. And we have to. Because what's going on now is our culture, our society, America is falling down fast. The military has to step in because the people that were supposed to go out and vote, that was our, that's our tool, basically. Do you like what's going on? Do you like inflation? Do you like paying these gas taxes? Do you like paying the gasoline prices? It's all over now. 
people from out of state. Oh, we're never going to get like you Californians that are, you know, paying these high. It's right there in Nevada now. You're up to six bucks. That's a nice segue into a uh, something that I use when I speak around the state. And I've had 387 keynote speaking addresses just in like three years. And um, that is uh, when people say, I've had enough of California, I'm leaving. And I just say this, and I, I look them in the eye and I say, well, just think about this. The last time I checked, bad policy, bad regulation, voter fraud doesn't stop at the border. It's going to follow you. And, and so you've got to stop it at, at, at its core. It's like a cancer. You've got to cut it out at its core. Sorry. Exactly, Malcolm. 100%. I, I think I even said that in the last podcast. California is like a cancer. It will follow through the other states. We've seen it. It's happened. Don't try and don't try and uh, turn it around and say it's okay because none of this is okay. Your children that are going to school that are having trannies, uh, these doctors are making it. Se- these administrations. Let me let me bring this back because the administrations are now led to believe they are the lawmakers, like CDC. They are not the lawmakers. That's why we have our three branches of government. These administrators are not lawmakers. They are recommending what to do. So the law to wear a mask, there is no law to wear a mask. I never wore a mask anywhere I went. I did not care if they kicked me out or not. And I believe you were the same way as Mm -hmm. well, Malcolm. Even at work, when I was offshore, I did not comply and i will not comply with the mass anymore the board of supervisors in orange county are now trying to push the rsv issue which we'll we'll get into on the next podcast but let's let's go back to midterms because our next podcast we're going to get to the nitty-gritty about all that stuff so with california how do we, we do? Lo- we, 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 California didn't do good on the Republican side. Uh, we, we did get some. Um, Mike Garcia, he's in the house. Yes. Um, he, you know, I, I just met him last week at uh, the church I go to. It's Freedom Way Baptist Church. And the pastor there is great, Pastor Jeffrey Cook. If you guys don't know him, look him up. He's on Facebook. But it's the non-woke church. Um and, you know, I, I used to feel when somebody would call a church woke, I used to get a little, you know, disgruntled by it because I didn't like putting down other churches. But when you start doing the background on it, understanding where the money's coming from, understanding the liberal ideologies that they're actually putting out, when you go to church, it's not about the bright lights and the loud music. Yeah, the music, it sounds great, but that that brings your endorphins up. That's making you feel like, oh, you got the Holy Spirit flowing through you. But then when the pastor comes on, he starts talking about everyday life. He barely brings in a little bit of scripture from the Bible. He, He doesn't talk about God. I'll go to a psychiatrist if I want that help. No, that... You know, I, I had to do a lot of soul searching and, and put my pride aside with that. 
I mean, the whole church uh, liberalism goes back to Wellhausen, the, the psychologist of uh, the seven men who rule from the grave, and he's one of them. And their whole ideology was to break down the, the Christian aspects of the church by introducing you know, um, scripture or that w- wasn't quite accurate. And, and they, they have achieved a lot of that. You've only got to look at some of the mega churches. They, mm. they don't bring scripture into, into play at all. Uh, they talk about um, if you uh, um, give or donate 500 bucks, God will triple it. That's that's um, that's not the way it works. No, it's a scam. Yeah. And I'm sorry, guys. I I went off on another rant, but I I'm done with the tyranny. I'm done with this dictator governor, and I feel like the people need to start standing up to it. They need to start speaking out. They need to go to those board of supervisors meetings. Mm-hmm. They need to start from the bottom. Go to your city council, start from uh, town council, whatever you're in. Start from the bottom. Start making it grow to the top the president's not going to listen to you he'll just give you a computer response back thank you very much we appreciate your concerns no he's not he's not made to deal with the people he's he's supposed to be there for leadership which we have no leadership he stumbles over his words like fetterman that's now supposed to be a leader in in pennsylvania how does this happen, people? Oh, what are you doing? Are you sitting at home playing video games with your sons? You're you're a 36, 40-year-old man playing a video game with your son when you're supposed to be out there doing your civic duty, protecting our country? What are you doing? That's what I want to know. Great question. It took five minutes for me to go and vote. Maybe a little longer because there was a little bit more people on that on that ballot, but... I'm upset. I'm upset at the people because of their due diligence and their civic duty that they're not doing. And and then they go out and complain about things. If you didn't vote, don't come up to me and complain because you're no help. The people that are going up to vote, I praise you. I don't care who you voted for. Thank you for voting because that's our right. That's what we're supposed to do now. All the fraud stuff, everybody said, why should we vote? Because there's so much fraud. It's because we have to vote to prove the fraud is real. Exactly. We have to show them. We have to be the people out there so we could show them the computers that are messing up. When I went to vote yesterday, I brought that mail-in ballot. I gave everybody the recommendations that I got from New California. Hand in your mail-in ballot. Tell them you want a precinct ballot. Do not take a provisional ballot. So I did that. The lady held on to my, to my mail-in ballot. I said, what are you going to do with that? Are you going to shred it? I want to see you shred that ballot. No, I'm just going to put it in the pile back here. Whole stack of people's mail-in ballots. Interesting. Another cause of fraud. I said, no, you're going to give me that ballot back, and I'll dispose of it. There's a little and a little laughing at what are you so afraid i said no you're going to give me that ballot back or else i'm calling the sheriffs that that required to write void on the on the ballot mm-hmm. um so that it, the, the ballot is then destroyed it's, it's no longer valid mm-hmm. and that's that's a requirement under yeah. the under the um the, the training of uh poll workers yeah she did write void but it's you know it's our property give it back to us if you if she gives it back to you though the, the problem is that then is a they, they have a right to 
cancel your uh, vote because you haven't handed in your mail-in ballot. So, so the important thing is for, for you to get that ballot notated as void. What happens to it after that is not important. It can go on the pile, but it's already been noted, notated as void. Well, she scanned it on her thing. She wrote void on there, yeah, and then enough. I got it back. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to keep it as a keepsake. Yeah. You never know. But, uh, yeah, um, people, come on. Yeah. Wake up. Can I ask you a question, Malcolm? Sure. Okay. Um, I, I, I may not, I may already know the answer to this question, but the folks probably don't. And I think this is on the minds of a lot of people. Okay. Biden and Kamala Harris are president and vice president, but they're not. There's no way somebody that incognizant, somebody who is looking for a dead person during a rally and, and all sorts of embarrassing moments. There's no way is he working the most difficult job in the United States, in the world. He's not doing it. So who is, who is the puppeteer? You know, there's so many theories out there about um, whether he's even uh, um, the president because of other other theories about um, the American corporation and the demise of the American corporation on the on the nineteenth of um, mm-hmm. January twenty twenty, uh, you know they they are all theories, um, but who somebody is playing the puppet here, and and my my personal feelings are that it is uh, um, uh, the former president Obama, um, and people like Soros. People like Brennan and Clapper and 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 other uh, deep state operatives, um, the cabal, if you like. Now, a lot of people will um, kind of diss me on on that because it's it's not confirmed uh, yet. But but the, the amount of information out there on these issues is is kind of in your face. So he he's not making the decisions. He he's not like a Trump. He, Trump made his own decisions. He would seek advice, as a president should, from his uh, in advisors, and then he would make a, a decision. Biden is seeking the decision rather than the advice, and, and that's a big difference between uh, President uh, Biden and, and former President uh, Donald Trump. Uh, Trump seeks information and then makes a decision. It's sort of like the you know the upcoming senators that are coming into this midterm race. They're... They're just another puppet onto this onto this game, and uh, it's going to be interesting how this midterm election turns out. We're really close to the to overthrowing the Senate, but we don't yeah, know that's, yet. Yeah, that's going to be a difficult one. I mean, uh, Arizona's the key. I mean, I think Nevada's going to be okay um, because the guy I can't even pronounce his name, but he's up um, and um, by about three percent. Then you've got. Um, uh, Wisconsin just was called for, before I, I left f- uh, from home, was called for Ron Johnson. Um, and it, it amazed me that uh, Fox News wouldn't call it for Ron Johnson, despite 99% of the vote already in and Johnson leading by 35,000 votes. When in 2020, what did they do? They called Arizona after 3% of the vote was, was counted uh, for Biden. So um, there's a lot of uncertainty. Uh, I, I think if it goes into a runoff in... Um, 
which which it will in Georgia between uh, Warnock and uh, Walker, that uh, Walker's got a big chance of w- winning because a lot of people that voted for Warnock uh, voted before the one debate that they had. And so they were uninformed about just how incompetent Warnock was and just how radical he was and how competent Walker was, how, how articulate he was um, and how passionate he was. So I think that'll make a big difference this time compared to 2020 when uh, Warnock and another um, Arizona senator uh, ran off in December. In fact, I was in Georgia to monitor that race. Uh, so um, I, th- I think we've still got a chance of taking the Senate uh, as long as we can get Arizona. Um, and that's still in play. Uh, only 67% of the vote last time I checked had been vo- uh, counted. And there's only uh, three or four points between the uh, Democrat and the Republican. Yeah, I mean, the midterm elections are... It's a lot more, and I, I think a lot of people that may have not voted, it could just be a little overwhelming for them because they don't know who to choose or because there's so many different candidates on that ballot. But especially for, uh, I would say, the generation I'm in, I, I know there's a lot of uh, patriotic uh, uh, men and women out there around my age. I'm 35 years old, and and they're sticking up for, for our country and going out there and, and having a voice, which is what we need. But I, f- I feel like there's a lot less of us that needs to be out there. And it's and the education, uh, like I said in the past, the edu- our education system is completely fell this from the liberal ideologies that have just been brought down all the way from the 30s up to now, and uh, Common Core, um, it it just keeps going down. But uh, we, you know, uh, we have some we we have some great candidates out there running. Carrie Lake. Um, you know that one's still up in the air, but uh, you know I'm gonna pray for her. She's a godly woman, and, uh, and like I said, Mike Garcia, uh, we'll put that photo up for you. I, I just met him. Uh, he he's such a humble man, and that's what we need. We need people with morals back into our into our uh, legislature and and into our government that is running this. We need godly people. And uh, if we don't have that, we're just going to continue down the same road that we're going down, you know, that we're living with right now. It's complete. It's complete tyranny. And and uh, I I feel like with this podcast in the midterms, we're going to have to go on to to the next podcast and continue. But before we end, I just want to finish up uh, some of the declaration reading. Yeah, we have uh, about five minutes left, yeah, so let's end on a bang. Yeah, so I want to read this declaration because it's, you know, it's what's going on now. It's uh, we got to understand where our founding fathers came from and what they were fighting against. So um, we're going to put it up on the screen for you, but let me read it to you. This is after the last segment. If you didn't watch our last podcast, please go back and uh, you could start from the beginning. That's where, where we started the, off with the Declaration of Independence. So this is continuing from the second show. Of, it was to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. So, such as been the patient sufferance of these colonies and such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former systems of government the history of the present king of great britain is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations all having indirect object the establishment of an absolute tyranny over these states 
To prove this, let facts be submitted to a candid world. He has refused his assent to laws, the most wholesome and necessary for the public good. He has forbidden his governors to pass laws of immediate and pressing importance, unless suspended in their operation till his assent should be obtained. And when so suspended, he has utterly neglected to attend to them. He has refused to pass other laws for the accommodation of large districts of people, unless those people would relinquish the right of representation in legislature, a right inestimable to them and formidable to tyrants only. He has called together legislative bodies of places unusual, uncomfortable, and distant from the depository of the public records for the sole purpose of fatiguing them into compliance with his measures. He has dissolved representative houses repeatedly for opposing with manly firmness his invasions on the right of the people. He has refused for a long time after such dissolutions to cause others to be elected, whereby the legislative powers incapable of annihilation have returned to the people at large for their exercise the state remaining in the meantime exposed to all the dangers of invasion from without the convulsions within he has on to prevent the population of these states for that person obstructing the laws for naturalization of foreigners refusing to pass others to encourage their migrations hither and raising the conditions of new appropriations of lands he has obstructed the administration of justice by refusing his assent to laws for establishing judiciary powers he has made judges dependent on his will alone for the tenure of their offices and the amount and payment of their salaries he has erected a multitude of new offices and sent hither swarms of officers to harass our people and eat out their substance he has kept among us in times of peace standing armies without the consent of our legislature he has affected to render the military independent of and superior to the civil power he has combined with others to subject us to a jurisdiction foreign to our constitution and unacknowledged by our laws giving his assent to their acts of pretended pretended legislation for quartering large bodies of armed troops among us for protecting them by a mock trial from punishment for any murders which they should commit on the inhabitants of these states for cutting off our trade with all parts of the world for imposing taxes on us without our consent for depriving us in many cases of the benefits of trial by jury for transporting us beyond seas to be tried for pretended offenses for abolishing the free system of english laws in a neighboring province establishing therein an arbitrary government and enlarging its boundaries so as to render it and at once an example and fit instrument for introducing the same absolute rule into these colonies for taking away our charters abolishing our most valuable laws and altering fundamentally the forms of our governments for suspending our own legislatures and declaring themselves invested with power to legislate for us in all cases whatsoever he has abdicated government here by declaring us out of his protection and waging war against us he has plundered our seas ravaged our coasts burnt our towns and destroyed the lives of our people he is at this time transporting large armies of foreign mercenaries to complete the works of death desolation and tyranny already begun with circumstances of cruelty and perfidy scarcely 
paralleled into the most barbarous ages and totally unworthy the head of a civilized nation. He has constrained our fellow citizens, taken captive of the high seas to bear arms against their country, to become the executioners of their friends and brethren, or to fall themselves by their hands. He has excited domestic insurrections among us and underboard to bring on the inhabitants of our frontiers, the merciless Indian savages, whose known rule of warfare is an undistinguished destruction of all ages, sexes, and conditions. And we will finish off the declaration on our next podcast, which I'm, and after that, we'll start getting into the Constitution more and we'd love to have you come back on for our second podcast absolutely Malcolm. absolutely and i would i personally would like to know how you got started not only with donald trump but with uh how you got hooked into all of this and 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 what what triggered you into getting into politics even though you're not really a politician are you <laughs> you're more of a, an observer, kind of like us, but you're taking way more action, and we want to get to your level at one day. And um, yeah, I'd, I'd really like to know your roots, you know. And uh, maybe we can discuss that in a, in a week or two when, when we get the next podcast rolling. Yeah, it, it'd be be our honor to have you back on. Absolutely. And. Uh, thank you. And, uh, thank you. You know, we just want to thank the the listeners for listening to us, but take it wholeheartedly. Um, you know, we have a man that came from Australia, worked his way up the ladder. You worked hard for where you're at and, and your beliefs in America, mm-hmm. and and that's how all of us Americans should feel as well. Um, we need to take this serious, people. We need to. We need to understand where everything's coming from. We need to take the veil over our eyes, get God back into this country, and we need to start letting your freedom speak. This is what made us want to start this podcast. This is for a normal, everyday person coming in with the knowledge and speaking. So anybody that wants to come on our podcast, you're more than welcome to come on. I just want to thank the listeners. We do have our our merch store. Remember to like and subscribe. I'm going to bring the Liberty Bell out again. We have a Patreon. We have a Patreon. Become a member. We have three tiers. Please join our Patreon. Help us out. Help us pay all of the people that work behind the scenes to bring you this show. And thank you so much. And check out our new outro. Let's rock. <laughs> all right. And God bless you guys. Yeah. God bless all of you. Indeed. God bless.